Joe Cohen. Welcome to Food Experience Unplugged. Hey, thanks for having me. Oh, thanks for being here. We're happy to have you here as a biohacker. This podcast is available on multiple platforms, including YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and others. Please be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast platform to be informed as new episodes become available. If you enjoyed today's episode or any of our episodes, please rate and review the podcast on your favorite platform. As always, check out our website at foodexperienceunplugged.com for some resources as you begin your health journey. To get started, will you take a moment to introduce yourself and tell us what brought you to this point in your life and career and why biohacking? Sure. So, you know, growing up, I had a lot of health issues and uh, I had things like brain fog, fatigue, anxiety, mood issues, uh, gut problems, inflammation, uh, just a whole host of of different problems. And I, uh, you know, just lack of energy, motivation. And so I decided that, uh, you know, I couldn't really live the kind of life that I wanted based on these issues. And so I went to doctors, but Conventional doctors didn't really know what was going on. They just said, you know, we don't really know what's happening. Go get some sleep. They did their basic tests. But then even the alternative doctors, uh, they, they seemed to not have a you know, complete understanding of what was happening. And uh, what was clear to me was that the way we we're doing medicine wasn't being done in a precision health way. It was, you know, people had their ideas about health and you know, it would just be like people going back and forth about what was healthy, what was not. And, uh, you know, I think there's things that are, you know, healthier than others. And there's, you know, different, there's, there's arguments to be made for everything. But I think uh, we were lacking the precision health tools that was crucial for society in order for to help individuals, you know, uh, optimize their health, live longer, be healthier, think better, uh, have more energy. And so I, I realized that the market was missing that. And at that time, I was also very into looking at my own DNA, my labs, looking at my symptoms, trying to figure out what was going on in my body based on my personalized health data. And that approach helped me quite a lot to make big strides in my health. And so that's when I started to believe that that was the approach that other people needed to take. But uh, what I realized was that it wasn't a simple approach. It was quite complex and it required very intelligent software to make it work. So I set up, I, I, you know, I started on a journey in order to build the right content, the right software, the right tools to help people take charge of their health, you know, uh, understand what their DNA blueprint was to better understand what they can do to improve their health based on their individual data. Mm, that is amazing how you, you, learned it firsthand from your own journey and now you're paying it forward so to speak to with helping others to to do their own biohacking correct yeah <laughs> that that is amazing now what was you know, you mentioned you had had your own health problems and trying to trying to navigate those waters how did you um come across the uh looking at your your health data and the DNA and, and all of that, where does that part come in? Well, the first part of that process was understanding that we're all different. And 
that was something that was quite clear to me early on because I would notice that people would do well with different things. Not if there's one thing that would just be good for everybody, for everything, then it would, you know, then that thing would just everybody would know about it. If there was one diet that was good for everybody, then it would become obvious that that was the diet that, you know, this is the only thing that works, right? Mm-hmm. Problem is, is that there's different diets that work for different people. And that's kind of where you get the, you know, everyone says something else because different people try different things and different things work for them. And there's different studies to show that different things can work. And the data, the anecdotal data, the science data, it's all very messy, right? And so, and even on my own, I would do some, a lot of experiments and I would see that, you know, what's working for me is not working for other people necessarily. And what's working for other people is not working for me. So it became quite clear that there wasn't a one size fits all approach. That that was clear to me early on. And then the question was, well, if that's the case, how do I figure out what works for me? And so I I thought about it and I said, well, there's, you know, there's uh I could look at my symptoms cuz even people with the same problem often have different symptoms. Uh I could look at my genetics and I could look at my lab tests. Those were the most obvious things. And, you know, from that point on, I I said, you know, uh, my goal one day is to have a company that looks at all those three things and makes it simple for people to be able to, you know, decode their own health. That's why I called it self-decode. You know, the website is called self-decode because it helps individuals decode their own biology and uncover things that can, you know, based on their DNA, based on their lab results, based on other information, things that can um, make them live healthier. So that was, um, you know, and then, so that, that was kind of the process that I went to that, you know, uh, and at, during that time, the DNA started to be taking off. Like there was, there was a, an awareness, a, a growing awareness that DNA had a lot to say about an individual. And so there was that. Um, and then since then, it's just been more and more, right? It's, the science keeps growing about what, DNA has to say about an individual um, lab test, and uh, so you know, like lab tests as well. It's it's like a manifestation of how we're different as individuals. Not everybody has the same lab tests with the same problem, right? And that kind of shows how we're different. And I think we need to be treated in a unique basis rather than a one size fits all approach. And uh, even though there's generally common, there, there's good sound advice and in, in a general way, right? Uh, it's still the case that individuals can gain from precision health. And so that was my journey. And I, I went through that journey myself. I noticed profound impacts. And after that, I went about, uh, you know, going to build companies, uh, a company that was able to do that. Mm, excellent. I love that. Now, where do, I mean, it all starts, you know, with your genes and all of that. Now, how, um, do people, um, I guess, how would they know to do biohacking versus some other solution to their problem? Is biohacking more focused on certain illnesses or certain situations? I think biohacking is an approach where uh, the way I would define biohacking is uh, number one is using data to 
Um, it, bio, biohacking is what the what, okay. So there's no there's no specific definition for it. It's it's like, but but I have my own definition, right? So my own definition is finding things that work for you as an individual. That is what I consider biohacking. And then you know, there's connotation to it. Sometimes individuals might do a little more weird things, but it's pretty much finding things that work for you as an individual. Okay. And uh, the way to do that, I think, is through data, that's why biohackers like devices, taking different kinds of tests that allows them to collect data um, and see, measure how they're doing, but also uh, see, you know, what what's working for them. And so it's a process of, me- of getting data, doing experiments on yourself. And, you know, when that is particularly helpful is for any kind of chronic condition that's not deadly in the short term. So if maybe if you, if somebody had, pancreatic cancer and they had six months to live you know doing like a self-experiment experimental approach might not give you enough time in order to see what works or not right sure on the other hand biohacking is very effective if you have a long-term chronic condition uh, like autoimmunity Uh, it's not deadly in the short term and you're able to generally measure some kind of result objectively and also subjectively to see is it improving based on some something that we're doing right so you know something relatively safe so you're not gonna you know you're not playing russian roulette with yourself um if it doesn't work out you're dead uh you know (laughs) but but it's um i think that's when it's most effective by by chronic health issues where people have a lot of time to figure it out and it's just about doing the right experimentation getting the right data in order to know what to try first, because people don't have unlimited patience to just try everything under the sun. And it's just too many experiments to do also. Mm, okay. So a lot more longer term, you've got more time to experiment, more time to uncover, hopefully solutions to your, to what's, uh, what's ailing you. Um, yeah. Now, now you had mentioned um, as far as, as eating, like eating based on your DNA. Will you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, so the environment in general um, has a big impact on our genetic expression, and um, you know, and and eating is part of you know uh, is things that you're taking into your body, and it's very clear that different kinds of diets are good for different people. Uh, It's different, you know, it's different things that are good for different people, and so diet is a very clear one in terms of the macronutrient profiles, in terms of the specific vitamins and minerals. And so diet is something that's very in, individual and, and it's something that uh, can be helped by getting more data on it. Mm, okay. So more, uh, I guess, long, long-term, if they're struggling with different eating habits or what, what is it, what is the, the eating aspect that, that would prompt someone to, to go to biohacking for? So if somebody has a weight issue, um, it's usually weight can be heavily dependent on genetics because, you know, you could see people who are thin eating whatever they want. Often people are overweight, you know, really trying to cut every last calorie. So it's clear that there is a metabolism issue. And so like weight and metabolism are things that are, uh, could be heavily influenced by genetics. And so I, I think like if somebody's got a weight issue, um, if somebody 
you know, if, if somebody has maybe a food sensitivity or, um, you know, if they, if they, if they uh, you know, if they feel like there's some issue as a result of their diet, it could be inflammation or it could be something else. They have, you know, gut issues from food. Then um, that's something that, you know, that, uh, I, I think Precision Health can have something to say about. Okay. So typically, if someone was going to undertake biohacking, they would uh, work with a lab such as your such as your organization or similar types of things along with their own processes? Or are there several uh, medical professionals or involved in that process? Well, individuals can, it depends on the individual. A lot of times individuals want to use medical professionals and that makes sense. Other times they, you know, they, they want to, right? If you go on a diet, you don't always need a medical professional with you, right? Um, sure. So I think that when it comes to uh, biohacking, it depends on how serious their issue is depends on, you know, the personality. It's kind of like if you're at a gym, do you need a fitness instructor? Depends, you know, if, if you need them to get motivated, um, then, then it's useful, right? A lot of people will need them, right? Or if you get, if you're prone to injury, then you need a fitness instructor, right? So I think that it's, it's something similar. It, uh, it's something that you can do on your own. Our software, our platform is simple enough that you could read on your own and understand it. But oftentimes, if somebody's got a complex issue, then um, we also have practitioners that can use the platform as well. Okay. So typically you're tying in with others, whether they be doctors or, or other professionals to help their patients understand, understand the data behind it. Yeah. So doctors, uh, we have quite a number, you know, about a thousand practitioners on the platform using it for their patients. And we also have some health coaches that we refer people to if they're already on our platform. Uh, so that's kind of, um, you know, it's, it's an individual can try it and see if they are able to benefit without it. And if they feel like they need some help, then I would recommend it. Sure. Okay. Now, what is, um, do you have any, any success stories besides your own of, of the biohacking and really uncovering uh, solutions based on, on self, uh, self data? Yeah. So, uh, I mean, we have a lot of stories. There's quite a lot of, you know, we get quite a lot of positive feedback. Uh, the story that is, you know, is quite close to home. We have somebody working for the company that had mood issues and, uh, you know, and, and she looked at her reports and it said to take a few things and um, she, you know, her mood issues disappeared from listening to those recommendations, reading those recommendations. And so that's kind of like uh, an example of, you know, um, Somebody wasn't even into biohacking, but since they started working here, they were like, wow, uh, let me, you know, I'm working at this company. Let me try it out. And they had uh, tremendous success. Okay. Now, if, um, if someone decided to use biohacking, what, what is the, what, what is the process they go through? What are the steps that, that they take to, to undergo that journey? So in my view, that journey would be done, uh, first of all, an individual, you know, the way I see biohacking is an individual has to decide what is it they want to improve about themselves. Do they want more energy? Do they want, you know, their cognitive function to be improved? You have to start with a goal. You can't just be like, okay, my goal is to biohack. You got to start with a goal. What is, what do I want to accomplish? And uh, which, you know, it's your KPI that you're measuring your uh, success against. 
And then you could say, um, okay, well, there's two things. First of all, how do we, what are the types of things that I want to start with? Where do I start in terms of understanding how do I counteract this goal? For example, at Selfie Code, we have a bunch of reports that are focused on topic. Listen, the individual gets their genetics. They could start following the top recommendations based on their genetics and go through it one by one. And then what they could do is they can, you know, experiment and see what, what, you know, based on uh, the top recommendations, see what is helping them and go down the list. They can keep going down the list. And then what they could do is they could find lab results that are relevant to their issue, right? And, um, you know, and, and go based and, and track those lab results over time. Mm, okay. And then they're all along the way as they are tracking lab results and so forth, they're making adjustments to their own, whether it be diet or exercise or some other aspect of health. Yeah, exactly. So first you want to find out what are the top priorities that, what are the top recommendations that I could do based on my personal blueprint that will make me better or, you know, make, improve my health in this way. And then you say, what are the labs that I can measure? What are the methods that I can measure? Now, they're not always labs, right? If you're like, I want to lose weight, then you just measure, you got to scale, right? <laughs> right? <You> just, <laughs> um, but if it's something that you can't measure with just a scale, you can measure it maybe with certain devices or lab tests, and then you can uh, you know, upload your results, track them over time, and uh, also see what the optimal range is and see, am I getting closer to my optimal range? And then obviously, you know, and so am I getting closer to my goal? So you, you always want to see like something that you could track. Uh, and then you also want something where you have the top recommendations for your individual blueprint. Mm, very interesting that you're able to compare a lot of different data points that whether, you know, with their own and they can also access other research as well. Correct. Exactly. Okay. That is fantastic. Now, you mentioned initial, you know, DNA tests. Is it similar to uh, a lot of times in, in genealogy, in the genealogy field, you have uh, take a DNA kind of swab or something of that nature. Is it similar to that or is it a little more intense initially to get that data? No, it's the same process. It's a spit kit. Um, and if someone already has their data, they can upload existing data as well. Okay. And that initial data, does that just uh, talk about here's your DNA information or does it have your own levels of different, you know, your current vitamins and mineral levels or, or any other aspect of health? Uh, does what have like their current aspect of health? Um, when they, when they do the, the, the DNA test, as far as the results they get back, how detailed is it in terms of their own, um, you know, biology, their current levels, their current, uh, you know, BMI, if you will, or, so, or things of that nature? That's a great question. Genetics is a tendency, uh, to do certain things, but you could always counteract that tendency by the by doing things, by living healthily in certain ways. So it's it's impossible to know exactly 100% where an individual stands at the present moment because if someone's predisposed to gain weight, but they've always been doing the right things in their life for their body, then they won't be overweight, right? Uh, if somebody is you know, predisposed to cardiovascular disease, but maybe they're young enough and they won't have cardiovascular disease, right? Like a little kid who's five years old is not going to have cardiovascular disease. Um, 
even though even if they have high risk. So, and genetics don't change. So, they, genetics can't tell you where you are right now. They can tell you what your predispositions are, what you're at higher risk for. So, you give you an example. I've always had gut inflammation. Um, it's one of the reasons I got into this. And if I look at my genetic report, it says I'm in the 99th percentile for gut inflammation, right? Um, so it still could theoretically be possible that I don't have gut inflammation based on, you know, even, even if I had, because I don't actually have gut inflammation right now because I'm doing the right things. I've been able to counteract those risks with exactly the right protocol that is suited for me. However, from a risk perspective, it's, I couldn't. You know, I would say that that's spot on. It's just I'm very predisposed to get having gut inflammation, and if I don't do certain things, I'm going to have gut inflammation. So, it's um, these things are more predispositions, and through epigenetics, through the environment, you could change your genetic expression so that you, to counteract your predispositions. So they don't tell you where you are right now. They tell you what might happen in the future. Not anything close to certain, but what's possible. Where you're. You know, relative to the rest of the population, what is your relative, uh, you know, relative risk? Okay. So people often see it's mainly used as a, as a prevention of Correct. these different predispositions. Yeah. Prevention or, you know, optimization, right? Um, you know, it, yeah, there's, you know, there's, there's definitely, there's optimization. So like, um you know, something like mood, it's not whether you're in a good mood or not, because everyone is always in a good mood at some points and everyone's in always a bad mood at some point. No one's always in a good mood or bad. But things that we could do is tell you, do you have a predisposition to worse moods, depression, anxiety, things like that? Um, so that's like another example of uh, where that could change. And um, so, yeah, I think that uh, it, it can. It can tell you what the, the you know, there's preventing, you know, it could tell you how to counteract it. If, if you're in a bad mood or, you know, current bad mood or you're in bad moods often, it could tell you how to counteract it in the mm -hmm. present situation or it could tell you how to prevent it, uh, depending on what it is, right? Um, you know, if it's a serious disease like a heart attack, you're not, it, we're talking about prevention, right? We're not talking about what, how can you prevent a heart attack today? It's things that, but if we're talking about, you know, bad mood, it could be something like, how can you better your mood within a short period of time? So it depends on the topic, really, right? A lot of things okay. we're talking about prevention. There's some things that are in the short term, maybe like, you know, cognitive function, energy, things like that. Okay. So it could be a little bit of both, a lot of prevention, but people also come to you with different health issues. And then they turn and then they find out, oh, that you have a predisposition for this ailment and then they can take the appropriate steps. Yeah. And, um, you know, we're not talking about cancer. I mean, we're, we're going to have like, uh, you know, uh, different reports just for physicians. But like in terms of serious diseases, we don't do uh, just for the, you know, just because it's not allowed from a regulatory perspective. But, sure. you know, most like chronic health stuff is like stuff that's preventable stuff that's you know it's like chronic management is stuff that we have it's like inflammation uh you know things like that um regular everyday stuff that, that people have mood issues anxiety sleep problems things like that okay 
That, that is fantastic how they can, how much information is available through there with regard to the, those predispositions. When they yeah. uh, receive results from, you know, their initial testing, is it quite detailed as far as those predispositions or other information? Uh, yeah, it's quite detailed, actually. So you get, it's, you know, you're getting like 40 page reports. Uh, and then each recommendation has a lot of information, shows you which genes make it more relevant for you, you know, which genes are increasing your risk for something, uh, gives you your percentile of risk that you're in, whether it's higher or lower. Um, and yeah, and, and it's, you know, it's a whole protocol that you could then add a regimen, you could create a regimen, track your results in labs. And, and you know, it's kind of like the way I built the platform was the way I foresee the way, the way I see biohacking that it should be done. Mm, okay. So they can, so someone can take that information and make adjustments on their own or do they? For need, sure. Exactly. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. They don't necessarily need someone to, I guess, interpret the data or provide recommendations. No. no. Okay. Correct. That's fantastic that it's so self-contained and helping people to be be self-sufficient to, uh, like you said, a blueprint for going forward in, in their health. Correct. Excellent. Very nice. Now, what is, um, for people just starting out or just even uh, maybe not even <laughs> have thought about this, this avenue of, of approach to their health, what, what things would you suggest as they go forward and kind of make decisions on as to how to, how to optimize their health? So I, I think the way I've done it, um, you know, you could call me biased just because it worked for me, but uh, I, I really think it's the best approach for people to, you know, number one is data, get as much data as you can, because data is going to help you make personalized decisions, use the right software, right? So the idea of software is to make your life easier so that you don't have to read through thousands of papers and understand them on a very deep level um, and experiment, right? You, you want to uh, experiment, um, try things out. I mean, you have to just do, you know, try things out, the things that are most likely to work first and then go down the list and then measure, measure what's working, you know, maybe even take a journal, but measure what's working, uh, through some objective way and, and subjectively as well. Okay. Fantastic. Now the, um, the data initially, is it more of the, the DNA test? And when you get that initial data, is that more of a one-time experience or do people need to retake that test from time to time? That's a one-time experience. Okay. All right. And that, that's because of it's more of a predisposition versus a diagnosis. Correct. Okay. All right. Fantastic. I love that. How it's, it's so self-contained and it's really, really helps people in, in their path. Now, how have you, you, obviously you yourself have done the biohacking and initiated that whole, this whole journey, this whole uh, era of self-hacking, so to speak. How have you um, made adjustments over the time to your health when, since you, you initially did your own DNA test and, and initial reports? 
So um, I've done a lot of adjustments. There were adjustments done with the genetics. For example, first of all, it showed me what my highest risks were for, and it showed cardiovascular, which I have a lot of in the family, it showed inflammation and uh, cognitive, cognitive issues was number two. Um, and, you know, and, and that's something that I've like had a lot of issues with. Um, and, uh, you know, I've been pretty public with what my issues were. So, uh, you know, if you see my actual data, you'd be like, oh, wow. So all those things that you were public about, you're high risk for. Uh, that's quite interesting. Um, so that, that kind of was interesting, but more, even more was the recommendations. I learned very specific recommendations that were important to me. Um, like my serotonin pathways in, in the brain were not working that well, certain serotonin related genes. And things like 5-HTP have helped me a lot. And it helped me really understand that the serotonin pathway was a very big thing for me. And I would not have learned that without my genetics. And a lot of things I would not have learned without tracking my lab results with the software. Um, you know, optimizing it. When you're, when you're tracking and you have goals, you're able to optimize. And so, you know, that's just like one example uh, but I've been, just as a big picture, I've been able to uh, fix all my health issues. Um, so I don't really, I don't have any health issues um, for the past, you know, few years. Fantastic. That's great that you're able to just, just optimize and referring back to that information from time to time and, and making those adjustments. Yeah. So I'd say health is like a two-pronged thing. There's having health issues, and then there's optimizing. Optimizing never uh, stops because you could always do more with less, right? Sure. Um, and so that's kind of, you know, it's like always optimizing. That's the stage I'm at. And I'm always going back to my DNA to check how, what, you know, how can I optimize this more? Um, and so that that's always very rewarding. Mm. And it sounds very rewarding. I mean, basically your own health. And then if you're, you know, looking, if you have friends or family members who, who need to, to optimize that, that's the, the perfect route, so to speak, because you're getting that, that background DNA data. Yeah, exactly. Fantastic. Well, Joe, how can people get in contact with you? Yeah, so they can reach, uh, they can go to selfdecode.com and you know, either order kit, upload their data, upload their labs. Uh, they could follow me on Mr. Biohacker on Instagram. And uh, yeah, they could sign up to our email list, get information, updates. Uh, there's a lot of cool things that we're doing. Um, you know, doctors trust us. Uh, we're actually, not only that, we're, you know, we're using our platform to have a bigger impact as well by providing the technologies to other companies to be able to offer precision health because we feel like you know, we want to make this take off in, in as big of a way as possible. And so, you know, I would say uh, people should get ready for a very exciting future about Precision Health. Fantastic. Well, we will include all of those things in the show notes. Joe, it's been amazing, an experience of a lifetime, so to speak, and really understanding DNA, understanding the power of that to really optimize your health. Thank you so much yeah. for being on the podcast today. Thank you for having me. 